Uh, as usual, tonight we're going to start with the CASA update portion of the program. Good evening, Alex. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, welcome to the CASA update for the week of 224-2017. What's new and exciting this week, Alex? Um, all kinds of things. Sorry, I missed uh, last week. Uh, I was in D.C. Okay. I had a couple yes. of days of a couple of meeting filled days. Um, and uh, the, the topic of discussion <clears throat> for a good portion of that was, of course, uh, H.R. 1136, um, mm -hmm. which is the FDA Deeming Authority Clarification Act of 2017. Uh, right. And uh, I was a little bit late at putting our announcement out about this, but uh, we got it up on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we were urging people to take advantage of this week, um, which was uh, kind of a, it was a recess for uh, Congress, and they were right. likely back in their home districts. Um, also possibly holding town hall meetings, but uh, there's a bit of an, should be an obvious acknowledgement there that uh, there are other issues that are at the forefront of people's minds. And uh, I have heard from other people, uh, I actually talked to some people in, in Washington today <clears throat> who tried to go to a town hall meeting with one of their representatives and it was just that the, there was no place really for people to talk about um the vaping or any other issue beyond, uh, mm -hmm. I think, rage at the uh, Democrats being ang angry at Democrats and Affordable Care Act and stuff like that. So, um, and this is kind of one of our concerns, you know, going into the, you know, encouraging people to go to town hall meetings, but, you know, are you really going to be able to cut through the noise? Um, I'm sure that in some districts, um, you can get in edgewise, uh, possibly in, in districts represented by a Democrat. Um, but yeah, like I said, even even in Washington, it would seemed like the the, the crowd was uh, expressing their disapproval. Um, so, uh, but that was you know, and it's it's an important thing to to bring up and, and keep out there that um, you know this year I I, I think I'd, I'd like to do a better job of informing people of when. Um, their representatives are back in their districts, and, and that's a really easy way to schedule face-to-face -face, uh, meeting time with them. Um, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, and, and that's actually, you know, that calendar is available on, um, actually, there's a link to it in our announcement. Um, sorry, taking a drink of water there. Um so, uh, yeah, but, you, you know, the important thing is to, you know, encourage people to make phone calls. And um, I think uh, if, if people do have the opportunity to meet with their lawmakers in person, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to uh, talk with them, go over the, with them, you know, what you can expect from a meeting and things that you should uh, be prepared to take with you. You need some leave behind materials and talking points. Um, and uh, it's it's pretty straightforward stuff, but it's always helpful to right. have someone kind of uh, guide you through the process. So, uh, yep. Uh, so, HR eleven thirty six. The nitty gritty of this, for those who have not read uh, the bill or read our announcement about it, 
um, it is essentially, um, it's a, a continuation, a, a logical progression of HR 2058, the Cole Bishop Amendment, and now we have the Cole Bishop Bill. Um, and for those keeping score, uh, the Cole Bishop Amendment is still okay. in the Agricultural Appropriations Bill. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's... I, this 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 may be another one of the situations where Congress decides to kick the can down the road a little bit with another continuing resolution. Um, I'm not exactly sure. There was some sort of hemming and hawing and not really a lot of certainty as to whether or not um, that whole thing is going to go through the budget process. But um, the original Cole Bishop is still in that appropriations bill. So um, that's still there. Now we have this uh, standalone bill, which added some extra language, which dealt with you know one of our concerns. And I know that there were a lot of people mm -hmm. in the industry that were concerned with the battery standards language, um, and you know the the simplest way to to describe this is if the FDA, while well, the FDA is directed to promulgate a rule uh, about battery standards, um, but you know once that's done. If a device manufacturer needs to modify their product that was on market prior to August eighth, twenty sixteen, they now will not will not have to go through PMTA in order to make those updates right. to be compliant with the FDA rule. So um, that that's an important thing. And I, you know, I'm I'm not a device manufacturer. I don't know the nitty gritty of it, but. Um, I suspect at the very least that gives some people um, some wiggle room there. Uh, and, you know, that was a big concern before because, you know, if you've got to make these changes, you know, who cares? I mean, it's, it's again, it's just more sort of de facto ban. Mm -hmm. um, there's no way that you can make it through PMTA. So, uh, yeah. Um, but HR 1136 fixes that. Uh, and you know, this is, <clears throat> this is part of the larger strategy. Um, this bill is all about immediate relief. Um, you know, their manufacturers, retailers, consumers need to know that these products are going to be around beyond August of 2018, which is a little over a year away. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> um, Mm -hmm. And the other thing to bring up is that there will likely be other pieces of legislation introduced this year. Okay. Um, some one that uh, might deal with the more complex issue um, of, of classifying vapor products different from tobacco. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I do, I, I want to just point out that, you know, when we're talking about that that action in particular, um, that's a much longer conversation uh, than 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 what we're going to probably be able to achieve in the next um, in the next year, okay. uh, which is why a lot of this effort is focused on the predicate date. From you know the legislative strategy is focused on mm -hmm. this the predicate date change. Mm -hmm. um, so you know to put that into perspective. The existing Tobacco Control Act took, you know, 
probably over 10 years to get to the point where it was actually introduced. Sure. Um, you know, they started talking about giving FDA authority over tobacco products, as far as I know, you know, in the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, and, and it took, it took a decade before, you know, they actually had a piece of legislation. So, you know, now we're talking about revisiting the tobacco control act. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about changing the, the mandate for the center for tobacco products. Right. Um, you know, that, that has to happen in order to get them to embrace harm reduction strategies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, that's not something that's going to get turned around in a couple of years. Um, no. yeah. No. So, um, this, this really is about, about, you know, living to fight another day. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, from, from the legislative strategy perspective, we're, um, we are, we are supporting HR 1136, um, Hopefully, you know, uh, fingers crossed something happens and there's a companion bill in the Senate. No word on that yet, but that would be very helpful. Right. Um, and um, so immediately, actually, the beginning of next week, we'll, we'll, we'll put out another, um, another note about support for H.R. 1136. Um, right now, as it stands, august8th.org mm-hmm. points you to our <clears throat> updated email campaign. Um, to support this this bill, okay. um, updated uh, letter, some you know some minor changes just to kind of note the bill, mm-hmm. um, and so that is that is still the place to go for the most up to date engagement. Um, but you know um, one of the things that we were talking about last year was you know continuing to support HR twenty fifty eight, and um, you know we picked up a, about a dozen or so sponsors in the remaining few months of uh, the session last year. And those, those sponsors are people that we can reach out to and get their support for this bill quickly. It should, Mm -hmm. should happen quickly. So there's that list of 70 some co-sponsors from HR 2058. If you live in those districts, um, you know, absolutely. Your participation is vital and, and get them to sign on as a co-sponsor. And there'll be some other, um, some other groups of lawmakers that uh, we'll, we'll probably be focusing on uh, specifically. No details yet, but um, you know, if you're a CASA member and you're signed up to get email alerts from us, be on the lookout. We will probably be reaching out to you um, via email specifically because you you live in a district uh, represented by somebody that we need to get on board. So okay. um, that's that's something we'll be working towards soon. Um, so that's yeah. exciting. That is. Um, to move it back a bit to the States, um, Monday, Monday morning in Trenton, uh, there is a hearing in the house health and senior services committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two bills that we're, looking at here uh one is a ban on flavored vapor products and i believe this is this is the companion bill to senate bill 298 from last year um which is still uh that's still a bill new jersey like never goes out of session it's just it's it's ridiculous um, I love the lawmaking in New Jersey. Then, yeah, they never go out of session, and bills carry over. So it's it's insane. <laughs> um, and uh, 
so this this is the house bill um i don't have my thing opened but um awkward silence awkward silence <laughs> awkward silence That's um awkward. so new jersey a3704 that is the bill that prohibit that would prohibit flavors um and the other bill is a4620 and this is we haven't seen a whole lot of these around the country but i suspect mm -hmm. uh, in the more tobacco controlly aggressive states <laughs> we'll probably see some of these things this prohibits um the use of price reduction instruments so coupons uh buy one get one you know sales rebates anything like that this prohibits that for tobacco products um and vapor products um and uh obviously that's inappropriate um for all low-risk products honestly um and i i i compare this to taxation you know it's you know, whereas taxation serves to make these products less affordable um, and discourage use uh, and and typically treat vapor products just like cigarettes in, in terms of tax regulation. Um, this this coupon bill basically does the same thing. It, it lumps us in with 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 cigarettes and, um, you know, it, it takes away that that cost savings incentive that. That, that vapor products can have. I mean, you know, arguably vapor products, if you, if you do it, if you're, if you're mindful, um, not, not like I was in the first two weeks of vaping, but if, if you're mindful <laughs> of, of, of how you use the products, you can actually stand to save a lot of money by right. switching. Um, and that's, well, you know, without, without any discount. Some people can. Some not people can. People, some people can. But, uh, you know, it, it's. Well, uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, great. Um, I'm flipping a pen around too. I don't know if the microphone's picking that up. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, you know, it, it, anything that takes away that cost savings advantage and, and, you know, the ability of vapor retailers to, to promote their products, you know, that's certainly, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that that's, that's, uh, I, I know it, it, you know, the ultimate goal is that it, it results in a sale. Right. It's promotion for their business, but one way to look at it from from our perspective is that that's a form of outreach. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the idea is to 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 entice smokers into a uh, a less risky product. So right. we'll be opposing that as well. Okay. Speaking of flavors, and I, I'm not <laughs> totally well versed on this, and it's totally outside our sphere of influence. Um, okay. But uh, I was looking at the Canada Bill S5, and me and Vary were talking about this before we came on. Okay. I didn't I didn't realize how bad this was, but there's flavor ban language in there, right? And and they want to they want to prohibit uh, flavors: uh, confectionery, dessert, cannabis, soft drink, or energy drink. Okay, I just so thought I'd throw that out there. Tobacco and menthol, basically, which is kind of. I know in the beginning, that's kind of what we were saying we we're going to be stuck with. Um, you better find a tobacco flavor you like, because that's all you're going to be stuck with. Uh, I sincerely hope that's not correct. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if coffee qualifies as an energy drink in Canada. Um, but, uh, you know, coffee and tea, I think, would be off that list. Um, they don't say anything about, well, I don't know if candy qualifies as confectionery. I mm -hmm. normally figure that's just, you know, bakery. pastry, yeah, bakery stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, like Jolly Ranchers or some sort of lollipop, whatever. Um, I wonder if this cotton candy considered in a, a confectionery. I think so. Um, okay. I, I think I think to tobacco control, yeah. Okay, well, they're a bunch of jerks. So <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that sounds pretty crappy, and I, I hope that uh, Canadian vapor people are able to push back on that because that's that's just silly. And you know, it's the same argument. Like it, it's you know, it's presented in this way, but like you know, uh, the, the, the actual section of the, the law, the bill says no person shall promote or sell a vaping product that has an appearance shape or other sensory attribute or a function for which there are reasonable grounds to believe that it could make the product appealing to young persons. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It, and to me, I, you know, I read that and I think, you know, I remember Grim Green's obsession with the clicky button. Yeah. Like that's a pretty appealing. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of young people out there that are like, you know, clicky. I like yeah. that. So you know, it does. It, it does very bright. It bans nearly everything. Yeah. Which if so. that's what what they were uh, setting out to do, then uh, yeah, good jo good job. <laughs> yeah. So, Casa is not active in Canada, and I I just I I brought that up only because. Well, my wife is from Montreal, so I, I do spend time up there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I was sadly under under aware <laughs> of what this bill was going to do. So yeah. anyway, poor Canada. Um, yeah. So, um, what else do we got going on here? Um, Arkansas. The um, this is the uh, Senate Bill two eighty five. Mm -hmm. This got pushed back a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it give gives people um, oh, a couple more weeks, a week, or something like that mm -hmm. um, to uh, yeah get their get their testimonies in order. Um, so yeah, this was pulled back from the hearing that we had made an announcement about, um, which is good news. I mean, that, you know, I, I think that that shows that, you know, people sending in a bunch of emails that tends to, that, that does send a message that is effective, especially when we're catching things before they're going into a committee hearing. Right. Um, so, um, but yeah, that was the, the Arkansas, uh, indoor clean air amendment. And it was a, kind of a weird thing with this. There were two bills in Arkansas. So one bill um, changed the definition of smoking to include vaping. And then the other bill would exclude vapor shops from the uh, ban on vaping indoors. Um, but there were two separate bills. It was, it's kind of strange how that worked out. I mean, just, you know, this indoor use ban should be defeated outright and 
Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's the update on that. There is also a tiny update on Kansas uh, on this. You know, we're days late on this, but um, is it Senate Bill 130? Um, that ended up being the bill that got the amendments to change the tax rate to five cents per milliliter. Um, and uh, a couple of other things. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Okay. But uh, the update from Kansas, from uh, Spencer Duncan, who's been operating as a lobbyist out there, or he is a lobbyist, mm -hmm. um, was uh, that uh, this isn't going to be, they're not going to touch this again until next month. So, uh, but they, I guess they have to kind of clear a bunch of other bills off, the, off their schedule um, this week. Uh, maybe into next week before a, a very important deadline. So, um, okay. but the amendments have been made. And in the, in the interim, the funny thing about Kansas is, and this is something that came up, you know, when we were talking last week, um, the funny thing about Kansas is that there's no mechanism for the Department of Revenue to collect taxes. It is voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was amusing. Um, that is quite funny. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, at this point in the process, it's, it's good news that, uh, you know, the amendments are being accepted to reduce the tax to five cents per milliliter and everybody is on board with this. Um, from right. what I understand the story last year was that Reynolds was actually supportive of the 20 cent per milliliter tax. And, uh, this year they, they have come around and, and are, are, you know, in agreement with, with the trade association and um, other companies and, and five cents per milliliter is agreed on. So it's right. nice to see uh, a change of heart from, from Reynolds. That is nice. Yeah. Um, I don't think I should ever stop talking about Pennsylvania since we're talking <laughs> about taxes. Sure. Um, I don't either. We currently have, and I'm just going to, I'm going to check this link out. No PA vape tax dot com. Mm -hmm. Yep. There you go. No PA vape tax dot com okay. will take you to our current engagement. Um, and uh, this is uh, urging your senators and your representatives in Pennsylvania to co-sponsor the co-sponsor support memos from Senator Bartolotta and uh, Representative Jeff Wheeland. Mm -hmm. um, it's still in the co-sponsorship support memo stage. That's This is how Pennsylvania works. Um, but uh, yeah, this needs to move quickly. So um, everybody in Pennsylvania should be doing that. And, um, and hopefully uh, soon we should be seeing some more um, awareness in Pennsylvania uh, from from Casa, uh, right. yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> next week. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so Pennsylvania, and uh, the last at the last count I heard, um, we have underreported in you know more than a hundred. It's like 120, 130 shops in Pennsylvania have closed. Right, that's outrageous. Mm -hmm. So, Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Pennsylvania. That, um, that tax they want to pass is it's a whopper. Yeah. And speaking of flavors, <laughs> <laughs> Contra Costa County, California. Um, let me see if I can get this notice up here. Um, it's been shared. Or, oh, wait, I know. It was, it was shared with us. And here. So Contra Costa County uh, is looking at, um, first of all, retailers would have to acquire a tobacco retail license. Right. And they are going to prohibit the sale of flavored non-cigarette tobacco products, including flavored vape liquids. I'm quoting this from their thing. Um, oh, prohibition of the sale of menthol cigarettes within a thousand feet of schools, uh, require a minimum pack size of 10 for little cigars. Um, new tobacco retailers will be prohibited from opening up within a thousand feet of schools, parks, playgrounds, and libraries. Um, 500 feet of existing tobaccos. That's a density regulation that they are so fond of in California. Um, I don't I guess sig- prohibit new significant tobacco retailers, which I guess is more, I guess the, like a retail the, shop, the human, the human way to say that is like, is a, is a vape shop or like a, <laughs> like a dedicated tobacco shop, right. a tobacconist. You know, they only sell tobacco products. They only sell vapor products. It's mm-hmm. only a hookah bar. It's not a significant tobacco retailer. <laughs> Made up science <laughs> terms. That's ridiculous. Um, so these are all proposed parts of this bill. And that's, as I understand it, where this is. Right. Um, it's still in draft form. Okay. Um, and I believe there was a hearing at one point um that uh ended up getting rescheduled or or something like that um there was supposed to be a vote or that didn't happen i don't know what it is but they're still shopping this around the county and uh so anyway if you're in contra costa county mm-hmm. and you want to go to a um i guess a little get together put on by Contra Costa Health Services to to talk about this. Um, you can do so Thursday, March 2nd from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. It's great. They Sounds sch- like a fun time. Yeah, they scheduled it on a work day in the middle of the day to I, maximize participation, I can only assume. <laughs> yes. Um so Thursday, March 2nd, from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., Contra Costa Public Health, 597 Center Avenue, Room 120, in Martinez, California. Nice. Yeah. That's, that uh, sounds like fun. You know, if you could uh, get there in time for your lunch, it sounds like you could have a, a lovely lunch time with the aunties from Costa from. Contra Contra County? Contra Costa County. Yep. You know, take the day off. Treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 
taking the day off and treat yourself to a couple hours of, of nanny state fun. Yeah. Yep. You, you can't get enough fist wagging and hand wringing. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's scintillating. Therapy. Fantastic. Absolute <laughs> therapy. Oh. <laughs> You know what cracks me up is I know I laugh at a lot of these things. It's probably not really appropriate, but uh, this time, yeah, it seems like it's entirely appropriate. Um, and they always do this with the middle of the day thing and the middle of a work day. You know, when the majority of the planet is at work, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I mean, smokers are are typically lower income. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're not really, you know, it's not about getting input from them. It's about getting input from people that agree with you, which are, you know, people that can just kind of take off in the middle of the day on a Thursday and um, or get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome for them. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun. Um, so, yeah. I kind of always thought, you know, they should offer the opportunity for public comment if they're going to do this stuff, but they never seem to do that. Well, legally they are by, by holding this little get together. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, this is something that, uh, yeah, it's just, we're going to go down that rabbit hole of why everybody hates smokers. So <laughs> it's, it's strategy. It's, it's, it's designed to keep people away, unfortunately. And, and they're the people it's affecting. So they're the ones who should uh, be commenting the most. You know, they got the most to lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, their argument course that this is all about protecting the children and so you know mom mom is really the person they want to hear from and you know the people they really want to hear from are the the probably un unwitting neo-prohibitionists who are basically probably going to show up and be like i know you want to ban flavors and all why don't we just ban everything like (laughs) we should just do that and that's the that's the out of the box thinking that they're expecting um you know they're not interested in hearing a harm reduction argument Sure so, yeah. Sadly. Okay. Yeah. So, besides the wonderful gathering at Contra Costa County, that's kind of all I have. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff going on, and not everything that that we are, are following is making its way into a call to action and. Um, I, I would just, you know, point out that, you know, since since all this started many, many moons ago, people have gotten active and there are state associations and, um, you know, these, these state industry groups have pooled their resources and gotten lobbyists. And so there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that um, are not things that, that we report on regularly or would engage, you know would, would, would put a call to action out for. Um, and in fact, you know, I think Arizona is probably a good example of that. 
um, you know, the, the, the trade association there has, has done good work behind the scenes to keep some bills at bay. And, uh, you know, even though I, and I put out a, a call to action for a tax bill and was quickly contacted to say that, uh, it was not necessary that we got this. So, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, you know, we are, we are mindful and, and more often than not, you know, I try to coordinate with people who are already, um, sitting in meetings and, and, you know, have boots on the ground there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so Yeah. yeah. That's that. But uh, if if I have if I have to have one final word, uh, support HR eleven thirty six. Perfect. Thank you, Alex, uh, for everything you do for us, and we will see you next Friday. I believe so. I don't think I'm traveling anywhere, so okay. next Friday it is. All right, and we'll see you then. Have a good week. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. See ya. Okay, you can you can get Kasa's updates at kasa.org. Uh, you can get Kasa's updates from SoundCloud, um, and you can also get them on iTunes. So there's that. And 